Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Splash Play as we continue our march to the Super Bowl Conference Championship weekend. We've got a lot of fun stuff planned for today's show, which we'll talk about in a moment here. But I'm Chris Spaggs, joined once again by my friend and yours. He's Peter Overzet. How are you doing, Pete? I'm doing good. A little strung out, little, um, you know, feeling a little frazzled today, uh, but excited to have Greg here, excited to talk conference championship football and nothing else. No other topics will be discussed. <laughs> not a single other topic. Definitely not Pete's degeneracy in the top shot game, but I want to know more about that. I'm sure all of you do as well. But first, let me introduce another man who I've spent far too much time on camera with over the last few months and will continue to do so. He's Greg Ehrenberg. Find him over at Osmo and follow him at G Ehrenberg DFS. How are you doing, Greg? Yeah, I mean, it's a little weird when I'm not getting introduced as nerd-ass Greg, but I mean, hey, it's whatever, you know, different audience. We, we expand. I, I might pick up a new nickname here. Who knows? There's a lot to, to go through here. Maybe some new nicknames for Greg. Maybe some more uh, money spent by Pete on the stream. Maybe we can get a, a fun Top Shot card from Pete. Who knows? But make sure you guys hit that like button right now. And, of course, subscribe. We Pete, we passed 500 subscribers. So now I think we're real boys unless another three people unsubscribe during the show just to spite us. Yeah, no, don't even toss that idea out there, <laughs> Spags, because people will make that happen. No, there's no choice. We can't go back now. And of course, follow at Splash Play Pod. The first thousand people on there, probably really, I'll just do it in perpetuity. But everybody who follows us on Twitter, on Instagram, will get followed back because that's the kind of love we like to show here. But let's do a quick intro here with Greg, and and then we'll get to Pete's degenerate, not gambling, but collecting. So that's a at least uh, a positive step. It's uh, gambling. But, <laughs> but Greg, I, I feel like I have to open the floor here. You guys already gave me a gentle ribbing, as fellas do, just being mean to each other. That's how friendship is defined. And uh, you and Pete have shared more time on the with me than anybody even my old pal josh at osmo i feel like i'm getting less shows with him i get more with you so feel free to take the floor here and be mean to me for 10 seconds i feel like that's just what it's all about what it greg what bothers you the most about bags when you do shows with him this yeah, is not well, turning into a roast all right so you're like he doesn't he doesn't feel the need to bring his money hat to this show it is one of the worst bits that exists in all of dfs and it's it's just a blatant scam to try to get likes and try to get people to engage with our videos where if if he if we get to certain numbers of likes on videos, he turns his hat around and tells everybody what the top bone plays the slate are, which people haven't even realized that it's a scam because we it, even if we don't get to the number of likes, he's just like, oh well, I guess we'll do it anyway because because we have the because we have the sound. We it's the only sound drop we have on the entire show. So once he hears it, he just gets all he's like, I guess we have to do it now. And once people catch on that he's a fraud and it doesn't matter how many likes we actually get on the show, he's finished. Because because that's all he is going for him. Spags, you have never brought this bit to Splash Play, and maybe I'm a bad friend because I didn't even know this bit existed, and now I feel like I've been deprived of something great. Well, it's it was a live before lock thing that honestly started because I bought the hats. I've talked about this on the live before lock shows briefly, though. We we try to keep it more PG there, so I can be more honest. I was baked off my ass, went on Amazon. I thought like I thought, you know, what's the one thing? Because they always talk about the concept of like what makes people famous. You you present yourself like a star, but when you were doing these streams, everybody's wearing a backwards hat. Even guys starting to wear a man bun, so I couldn't do that. So what do I have? What's my leverage point to to stand out? And I thought it was just buying hip hop money hats, so of <laughs> gold colored. I now have a red one a black one i also have a, a casual one for going out uh but you know you turn it around and it's 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 hip-hop i mean it's gold and, and diamonds certainly not real gold and diamonds but the people love it actually spiking views i got a trend report here and the views <laughs> go up at the halfway point of the show because of the money hat bit, which i think justifies it entirely yeah, when and, you and, well, go ahead. To, to be clear the reason it really bugs me is that people enjoy it. Like that's that's really what upsets me more than anything is because it has it has no real entertainment value. It's fake. The whole thing you're you're fishing for likes and it doesn't matter if you get them or not. And the people really enjoy it and they get pumped up in the YouTube chat when it's money time and they shouldn't and it's upsetting to me. Yeah. Yeah, Pete, I mean, if you want money time here, I, I try to keep things segmented here where we do our own bits. I don't like the crossover. You know, I want to subject I, you to I it. want to now witness. Can we do money time for this show? Uh, we can. It's usually at the halfway point of the show. So, you okay. know, right before the halfway point, what I'll do is I'll go over to my closet. I'll grab one of my finest money hats and bring it just for you, Pete. Excellent. Yeah, because when you were first describing it, I thought it was like a rally cap thing where it's like we got to turn our hats inside out to make sure we can get up to 100 likes on this video. But this sounds even better. 
No, it's just literally flipping a hat around. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I, I said this to you, I think I might have said it to Greg or I've said it to somebody recently where um, one thing that I remember from stand up that I always felt was that very informative in a way that I didn't internalize. But I was doing my my classic wordsmithing, of course, that we all enjoy so much of the content I do, uh, trying to be a young Anthony Jeselnik doing my edgy comedy. And then there was this kid in the class who was you know not really funny normally, you know, uh, seemed like a nice guy, uh, heavy set black dude. Uh, he then worked into his set humping the stool and, and we get the biggest laughs out of everybody in class, just humping the stool over and over again. And I think that was something I was just like, Oh, that's low brow. But in reality, people just want to see you hump a stool and they want to see you flip a hat. And that's, that's what you do. Spags. You hump the mic when you host podcast <laughs> bags humps the mic. Yeah, literally, figuratively. But you know what? We have a couple comedy guys here. So first of all, make sure you hit that like button. And here's the bit. I warned Greg about it. And then you know what? Pete was into it too, so we're doing it. Uh, it's the only show you will find that's a fantasy football podcast that so will give you some good, high-quality improv here because we're blessed to have a comedy king in Peter, one that's been labeled as such on podcasts like the Swolecast, and Greg also a little improv stand-up. Uh, so we should do a little whose line is it anyway, and I'll, I'll let you guys set the table because I, I want you to feel comfortable here, and I also want you to not feel like the expectations are too high because this could easily go terribly. Oh, I mean, as someone who's done hundreds <laughs> of bad improv shows, I can say it will most assuredly go terribly. I'm not, tell me about your your improv background, Greg, because uh, Spags mentioned it to me, but I'm not familiar. Yeah, so I have no improv background. I did stand up comedy for a few years. That was really what started my career. And he was and and and, and Spags was like, you want to do improv? I was like, and to me, I was like, I hate improv, but yeah, I'll do it because. And and by the way, I saw and especially because I started doing stand up in New York, it's a big war. Where not only was was I not into improv, but very much dislike the improv people. It's a big war, although really more on the stand up side because as as starting stand ups, young comedians. It's more of a thing where like we think that we're too cool for improv comedy, but really none of us are cool at all. And it's just kind of a thing where the general vibe is people who do stand up in New York think that they're cool and don't want to have fun doing anything. Whereas people who do improv are really kind of bubbly and like happy go lucky and happy to be everywhere. So it's just this kind of big clash of characters. So no, my improv background does not exist, but but Spags asked me to do improv. I was like, yeah, why not? For a couple of reasons. Number one, he had already, he had already invited me on the, on the podcast. And I felt like I had to, you know, when you go on a, on a job interview, you, you don't tell the truth. You just lie about whatever your credentials are. So like, <laughs> could, you, could you do this? I was like, yes, yes, I could do it. And, and then we're here. I was like, and then we could see how it goes, but I'm not going to be honest when I'm trying to, when I'm trying to get some exposure. So you already yeah. know yes and though. So you're halfway there. I want to read this text message that Spags had sent me. He goes, um, so I was thinking NFL championship improv scenes where I give you and Greg a silly prompt and you do some webcam improv since you both have been improv guys in the past. <laughs> I thought Greg was. I thought he was bi comedic like Pete is, where Pete's done stand up. He's done improv. I, I, bi comedic should be a sort of awful term. Just yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not bi comedic. I'm just, uh, just, I just did stand up for a few years in New York City, ran a lot of shows in grimy bars, uh, did a lot of comedy shows in front of four drunk people at two o'clock in the morning. That's what that's where really sharpen your tools in New York City. We're not by comedic. You just experiment. Spag is by comedic when he comes out of his closet with his money hat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you. With his with his sparkly gold and platinum money hats. Look, if there was a rainbow money hat out there, I'll have that in a heartbeat yeah. for Pride Month. I'll I'll make sure to get to it in a in a moment. But I'm gonna give you guys a prompt. And we have some guys in chat right now. Shout out Nick, shout out Paul, anybody else in chat. We want you guys to chime in too, especially Nick. I feel like Nick's gonna have something good here. But I'm gonna give these guys a prompt here of a scenario involving uh, the conference championship games and if we get any good ones from chat we'll go to that next or we can do the uh, name a person name a place that seems a little bit too much for a delayed live stream but here's the prompt for you guys and you can choose who plays which character i want you to really let it flow chad <laughs> henny learns from andy reed that patrick mahomes will start this week so go ahead guys take it and scene god i hate how much spags is enjoying this do you want to be chad henny or do you want to be andy reed greg i think i'd rather be chad henny okay um, all right. Uh, I will be Andy Reed here. Uh, Spags, you are going to, you're going to pull this scene and I'm giving you a lot of power here because what, what a technician does on an improv set is you try to end on a button. You try to end on a good laugh. You would rather end early than have a scene drag on and be bad. So it's up to you to go and scene and pull the rip cord when we reach our, our Zenith here. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of pressure. I'm going to screw it up, but I can't yeah. wait. All yeah, right, it's, definitely, it's definitely you who the pressure's on, without, without a doubt. All right. And just to be clear, I'm I'm Andy Reid, right? We just Andy, okay. Andy Reid, Chad Henney, we're learning Patrick Mahomes, going to be back in the lineup. Chad, Chad, come into my office. 
Uh, thank Coach, did, did you see that run I had at the end of the game last week? That was incredible, man. A lot of people were impressed, but uh, did you hear how many people said I had giant huevos for dialing up that play call? Yeah, I mean, it was really more on me than you because I, I really improv that myself. That wasn't really what the play was. I just kind of rolled out and made it happen. No, no I thought it was great. I thought it was great. <clears throat> but I got up. I actually have to have a hard conversation. <clears throat> Sorry, Greg. I actually have to have a hard conversation Chat. with you. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw, have you been grinding kind of the, uh, the news reports? It, you mean the, the latest, the latest in top shots news? Oh no, I don't, I don't mess with that stuff. A cardboard for me. No, have you seen, uh, about Patty? He's going to be okay. You hear that? Yeah, I mean, I was, I saw it, but I mean, I just assumed the way that last week ended, I had the big run you know, for the win. You know, it, it just seems like I give us the best chance of winning. Um, no, uh, no, no. Patrick's going to be our quarterback on Sunday. Th this is me telling you that information. Yeah, can you repeat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, we, we, we definitely didn't go out on a laugh, but we didn't start on a laugh either. <laughs> I thought we were getting to something. I knew I, I messed up when I gave Spags the ability to pull the ripcord. Right, right as we're getting to the actual premise of the scene, Spags goes to hand scene. I just felt like it went long enough. I, got I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't disagree that it went wrong enough. Except I do feel like we were finally kind of trying to work somewhere. Because at least what I was planning, I was going to get very upset that I wasn't going to be the yeah, star. Yeah. Because I was, I was very convinced that my 12-yard run at the end of the game last week that was what won us the game. And Patrick Holmes, he's not healthy enough to play. It was, I'm, I'm the hero. And then canceled it after the prologue. <laughs> <laughs> can we segue to a second scene now where, pa where Patrick Mahomes has entered after Chad Henney's just found out that Andy Reed has taken the starting job that he thought he rightfully earned in that divisional win. I want to be new, ca new characters, new characters, yeah. new yeah, scenes. Yeah, so I think I think Greg should be Mahomes, and then Pete. also the viewers are going up for this, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, the improv in the SEO YouTube algorithm has really kicked in. It's no. it's it's a it's a coincidence. Either that, or there's something where just people here, you know, bombing somewhere in the background. They just get a sense like, boy, there's a train wreck going on. I want to witness this. It's funny because I do so many shows. I don't get nervous doing shows. I used to always get butterflies in my stomach before going on stage for improv. And I'm starting to get some of those old little <laughs> butterflies here of like, oh, this is what it's like to bomb. So thank you, Spags, for making me feel this again. That's a high you only get when you're opening a Top Shot pack now. <laughs> <laughs> let's get a suggestion from the from the chat, though. Let's yeah. Let's, yeah. I yeah, don't want to try to do my Patrick Mahomes Kermit the Frog voice. <laughs> Uh, I, I've been do watching a lot of Sopranos. So if anybody has anything Sopranos, please, please feel free to go there. Very proud of my Italian Spags, heritage. You are you are like the guy at the improv show where they're like, hey, can we get a suggestion? Spags is like, dildo! And things are so <laughs> funny. <laughs> what was, uh, there was some show where there was an improv. Oh, it was a family guy where Peter's always killing people in improv and then they, have, they get mad and then make him oh, stop. Oh, that's you. The Office. Michael oh, Scott. Oh, yes, yes, that's my, yeah. Yeah, Peter Griffin and Michael Scott. I don't yeah. know why I mixed those two up, but I guess close enough. And to circle back to Greg's thing when he was saying everything he said about the the improv stand-up differences was so true because I first did stand-up and it was like a bunch of angry guys in the back of the room waiting to go on, jotting down things in their notebooks. And it made me so nervous. Like no one would flash you a smile. No one would talk to you or anything. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can just sit in the back and do it. Now. I was like, I'd rather go play zip, zap, zop with my improv friends and look like an idiot. It is open mics are the worst environment in the world. But the here's the good thing about it. After you do it for a while, you become so hardened towards <laughs> towards taking chances and doing anything in life where it's like I've already witnessed the worst. Like nothing else, nothing else could hurt me. Nothing could go wrong. I've I've sat in I've sat in front of a room as people just stared at me and intentionally didn't laugh. Like I could you could say something funny and they don't want to let you know that they thought it was funny. So they'll just they'll just they'll just give you a cold stare and make you try to feel bad about yourself. All right. Our guy, Eric, in the chat, being a hero right now, we asked for a prompt. And Eric, a, a funny guy in his own right, finally bringing a good prompt here, which I'll let you guys choose your roles. But Mike Tomlin talking to new signing Dwayne Haskins about Pittsburgh strip clubs. Uh, saved wisdom, I'm sure, for Mike Tomlin on that. So, uh, Pete, who do you want to be in this scenario? I'll, I'll let Greg choose again who he wants, and I'll be the other. Uh... I'm going to be. I'm going to stick with the player. I'm going to be Dwayne Haskins. I think that I think that Pete played the role of Andy Reid, the coach, very well. I think I did a mediocre job as the quarterback in the last one, so I'd, I'd like to try to redeem myself. 
Right, so okay, let's here. do it. So Mike Tomlin talking to new signing Dwayne Haskins about local Pittsburgh strip clubs. Go ahead, fellas. Yeah, I've actually been doing so much NBA Top Shot, I didn't even know Dwayne Haskins had uh, signed with us. But this is uh, very exciting news, Dwayne. I'm uh, very excited to have you on the squad. Uh, welcome, welcome to the team, man. Oh, uh, and who, who are you? Uh, uh, my name is Mike Tomlin. I'm kind of the uh, the guy who runs the show around here. I know a lot of people say that uh, I might have lost my fastball, maybe lost the locker room, but I'm the guy here. If you want to get on the field, it comes through me. Yeah, I'm a little iffy if, if I actually want to play on the field to really be successful at all, but do you know where the best strip clubs are in the area? Excuse me? What did you say, son? Uh, strip clubs? Naked, no, no. naked women dancing? That's, we that's don't do that. No, that, that's what I'm here for. That's I, I was told that the Pittsburgh area had had some of had some of the best strip clubs in the area. I've, I've heard that there's some uh, terrific ladies with with bullet wounds and stab wounds in their chest. That I and that I I was told I could find that in Pittsburgh. That's the only no. reason I signed here. I refuse to do this. I've had I've spent the past 20 years with one of the most horny quarterbacks in the NFL. I need to move past this. I need a good Christian man. There's no strip clubs. We're doing Bible study. We're doing Bible study every night. And there's Bible study at at the strip club. And is, is is Big Ben there also? Is that is that where we could find a Roethlisberger? Dwayne, why why is there a pile of one dollar bills spilling out of your pocket right now? That's that was that was what Ben told me to bring to practice on the first day. Do you see it? Am I am I getting better? No, better, no, yeah. but but I do feel I do feel like I do feel like Pete and I were, were marginally better on that one. I think honestly I should have let you guys go because you actually were improving as you went. <laughs> Instead, I, I felt like all right, I think we now give, bring all the money. It makes sense. I think we now give Spags a topic and he has to do one minute of tight stand up on that topic. I mean, it's only fair, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't care. You guys have embarrassed yourselves. I'll do it. <laughs> Let's see what what topic should we give to Spags here. Well, we have to make it football related, right? Ooh, how about this? How about um, I want you to talk uh, about Aaron Rodgers and the relationship with his brother, which had apparently frayed at the seams. Maybe stuff about how his brother is feeling about Aaron as he makes a Super Bowl run here. Okay, well, should, I, should I do the should I do the full? All right, here we yeah, go. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, y'all people out there, you ever heard about Aaron Rodgers and his brother? <laughs> You know what brothers be? They be fighting about everything. And, and Jordan, Jordan was out there. He was on The Bachelorette. And you know that you know that'd be crazy out there. Bunch of women running around talking about all their problems. And Jordan's just there like, all right, fellas, I guess this is just how it is, huh? And, and then, you know, and he's got his brother, Aaron. Aaron's out there. He's a quarterback in Green Bay, the cheeseheads. I don't know how you don't just go in the crowd and just go chop, 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 chop on those green, those cheeseheads out there. But that's how it be. For- <laughs> Before right, you get us canceled with your that went, that went that went better than expected. But at what point did somebody tell you you had to be working in uptown room? Yeah, I was like, why are you doing an impersonation of Cedric the the Entertainer talking about Aaron Rodgers? But you just made that choice on your own. I, I just felt like that was what spoke to me in the moment. It just flows through me. The improv genes must have come through the screen from both of you guys. Which well. Yeah, that reminded me of also. So I've done stand up. I used I used to live in Harlem, and I've I've done stand up in in like the really uptown rooms, and they will boo you off the stage in three seconds if they don't like how you're dressed or what you look like. They'll just start booing you until you leave, and there there's not really a whole lot. Is this deaf comedy gem? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> if you've ever seen it before, it is it isn't much better than this. <laughs> this is what we always wanted for Splash Play. You know, we, we discussed doing more bits, and uh, now we're going the full way with it. We're just going to do uh, vaguely ethnic-minded <laughs> comedy. Uh, I think I would have killed it on Def Comedy Jam with that routine, though. I'm not going to lie. I will. I got to give you props, Fags, because that's we were talking about the difference between stand-up and improv. Improv, you have someone to fail there with you. It softens the blow. To we just pimped you out into doing a one-minute scene by yourself, and you did it. You did it well. So thank you. That's, that's what I'm here for. I'm glad I've learned from you all season long, Pete, and as well as Greg, two funny guys that I enjoy doing content with. So make sure to watch the the various things we do together. But let's talk some actual football because now we've done a more silliness than actual football talk by a wide margin. Actually, do we do Top Shot talk before? 
before we do football talk. That seems like a good move because I want to hear, I, I actually made Pete save it for the air. We talked about it. If you're not familiar, NBA top shot running through the DFS space as, as Nick bird complains, uh, every show talking about top shot, all the, the savvy guys out there who you follow on social media, the bales of the world, Adam Levitan, who Pete's done some shows with, they're investing tens of thousands in the top shot. And Pete, you, you love these people, you know them, you do content with them. So you're sucked into the trendy top, top shot wave. And how has it been for you so far? It's, it's legitimately bizarre. Uh, I was saying to you guys, I've said this, that I'm not that into NBA. Don't play NBA DFS. Um, and I had no interest in physical sports cards. It seemed like such a chore and a hassle to buy and get it graded and sell and store. And then this came along and, you know, obviously having the bail stamp of approval made it pretty easy to just get on board conceptually. And then I started poking around and I got obsessed. And now I'm in so deep that I'm like doing my fourth top shot stream tonight in three days. And like, I just don't even know what's happened. My room looks like a college kid's dorm room who stayed up all night playing video games. I just have like coffee cups and beer cans everywhere. Like still have my coffee, you know, here from this morning. I never do that. This is my life is now disheveled because of top shot. So Nick in the YouTube chat asking, ask Pete what his current buy rate of cards per week, or actually he says moments per week, which is the vernacular. We don't want him look to uh, to not sharp with the top shot street. So so Pete, what's your what's your moments per week ratio? The thing that is, this is how bad it's gotten. I I made a spreadsheet to keep track of my own purchases because I was like, this is what's going to help keep me in check. I do this for sports betting too. I'm like, if I log my bets, it'll feel more like a chore and I won't just spray and pray as much. I have stopped updating my spreadsheet. I don't have time to update anymore. Uh, I think I'm, I've spent a little over $4,000, which is honestly <laughs> nothing compared to other people. I know. No, it's reasonable compared to some others, but no, it's not. It is, it is not, it is not reasonable, which here's the other funny thing about it too, is, you know, sometimes it's like you make a sandwich or something was like, I like ham. I like cheese. So I figure out I like them together if I put it on a sandwich and then it just doesn't, I don't like it. But for some reason it's the opposite with Pete where he's like, I don't like cards. I don't like basketball. I don't like, I don't like these digital cards. But you put them together and it's the greatest thing ever. No, the four thousand dollars is not reasonable at all. Spags, don't enable him. I like. I if Pete's Pete's made a, a good run with NFL DFS this year. If that's how he chooses to use some of his winnings, diversified portfolio is really what we're all about on Splash Play. Yeah, at this rate, the portfolio is not going to be diversified here in about a week. Did you have you gotten any good ones though? Any of the high upside ones that people seem to be clamoring for, or have you at least had a good profit on any of them? Yeah, I mean they have. They do have the thing like they have this. Um, evaluator of your portfolio. You can type in your username and it shows the market low price. And so my market low, like literally the lowest on all my cards is 5,200. So I'm above board. Even if I want to go sell at the rock bottom, I would be. And the one thing I had going for me is there's been like a few market waves. There was like Bales, you know, who was in and then like I came in real fast after and started being like moving quickly. And then we've seen this second wave over the past few days. So I did get in um, early and get some good prices. So yeah, I got Jimmy Butler was a dude that seemed like really undervalued early on. So I scooped up a couple of his that have uh, gone through the roof. But I, I now feel gross talking about it on this show. Our boy Eric in chat asking, uh, he tried to buy packs today. 2,500 sold out in less than a minute. Does he need a bot? Are you botting as well, Peter? Are you really going all in here on the process? No, if by botting you mean getting my wife to come and try on my phone while I try on my desktop, then I guess yes, I'm botting. <laughs> How'd that conversation go? Lauren's so supportive of all your nonsense, but is that was that like a, a bridge too far almost where you had to sell her a little? You know what? We're kind of at the don't ask questions point. Like she she's really into making chocolates. And so she'll sometimes, she's trying to get like a good photo for this. And like, she'll come have me hold something up and I just don't ask any questions. And if I ask her to come refresh this top shot page on my phone, she doesn't really ask questions. I think it works out. By the way, like, talk, about, talk about a lost improv scene. Pete tries to convince his wife to, <laughs> to, 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 to snipe top shots packs with them. That really, that really would have been where we should have gone to start. Uh, 2021 things things changed so much so fast and now Wait, we are so in the top shot world. Let's let's get the let's get the um the bear opinion though. No no interest from either of you guys. I haven't gotten there yet. No, I, I think it's intriguing. Like you're probably going to be able to turn a profit. I mean, you just mentioned that right now, but I, I have too many things I'm spending money on stupidly and chasing on a week to week or day to day basis that um, I can't get there. But I do feel like there's some opportunity. It, it feels like one though, where you're trying to pump and dump fast and get out would be my guess. I can't imagine holding this for years and hoping it works out. Greg. 
Yeah, uh, no real interest for me. I've got other stuff going on. Also, the other thing too is I, I feel like I've panned it to to a certain point on shows that I've called it stupid and stuff like that. Where at this point, I'm even if it turns out to be a great investment, I'm kind of in too deep making fun of it that I can't I can't really flip and get and get in on it now. I I, I would be lying if I didn't say that I did consider it at, at one point. Uh, a little earlier today and yesterday, just where I saw so many people into it and people flipping cards and kind of making money seemed relatively easily. I was like, oh, this kind of seems interesting, but I've I've already sunk my heels in on this. See, I'm trying to add my cake in it too. I want to be able to make fun of it and how insane it is while also just being so neck deep in it that I can't even see straight. That is kind of the lane you've created for yourself though, where you get to do these things and it's like, oh, it's a parody. I'm just doing, just doing one of my classic bits. It's not a bit anymore. But let's talk football though. We are about that. So by the way, if you guys want a preview of what Splash Play is going to be in the off season, it's going to be me doing Def Jam comedy. Yeah, you were talking about your, the NBA show that you want to do. You getting stoned and opening up Top Shop packs. I mean, that sounds incredible. <laughs> Yeah, probably would do better. You got to ride those SEO waves. So yeah, if you want to, honestly, should have put Top Shot on this video just now that we talked about it. I'll do a little post-game edit so we can talk about it. But let's talk football here because we got some injuries that will actually matter this week. And the big one, Patrick Mahomes out of the concussion protocol, practicing full despite his toe injury. And uh, I, Pete, I'll, I'll ask you the most important question here. Are you willing to play Patrick Mahomes on a four-game or a two-game <laughs> NFL DFS slate? You know what? Uh, I'm going to, like Chad Henney, need to grind some of this Patrick Mahomes news. I'll be interested to see the full practice reports and stuff like that. My guess is there isn't even that much of an ownership discount once he suits up. Like, I don't think people are going to be less um, willing to play him, even knowing he's coming off of that. So... Yeah, I was looking at Osimo's ownership projections earlier today, and I was getting more intrigued with going with uh, the NFC side at quarterback and kind of avoiding that. That's just kind of where I'm leaning right now. I think that's a fair one, but Mahomes still in play in a high-scoring matchup potentially against Kansas City or against the Buffalo for Kansas City. So, Greg, any concerns at all for you with Mahomes? I mean, obviously, it's, it's a two-game slate. I think we're all, uh, if we're playing a bunch of DFS lineups, you're going to get a taste of everybody. But any concerns at all with Mahomes looking a little gimpy in addition to the concussion that he may or may not have had last week? No, I, I'd say this, though. I, I'm more concerned about his ownership than the actual how Patrick Mahomes plays himself. That he's so much more expensive than everybody else on DraftKings. So I feel like instead of rostering up 35 to 40% owned Patrick Mahomes, I think that it kind of makes sense to like what Pete said. If you go to Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, who are picking up you know ownership in the teens right now, number one, it puts you on a, a different lineup build. For number one, just you're getting a lower on quarterback, but then also the pricing tier is so much different. I think you're going to get to other players that are also way different. So hopefully, at least the way I'm building my lineups to start, I wouldn't mind if the NFC game ends up being higher scoring than the AFC game. I think it's a pretty low probability outcome, but I think relative to the ownership, it makes sense. Some other injuries for the Chiefs. Sammy Watkins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire practicing in limited fashion as of yesterday. We'll see. Um, I don't have the news of today yet, but uh, it seems like these guys are trending towards playing. Pete, I know you follow the injury stuff generally a little more than I do. Are you feeling Edwards-Hilaire coming back in and having a nice role here after uh, we saw last week, Darrell Williams, the mentor, as many call them, uh, seems to be the bell cow back if CEH doesn't get in. I, I'm actually very skeptical of this. I was kind of shocked when I saw that him and Singletary were clear-cut, most projected owned running backs, just because we've seen Andy Reid not necessarily have loyalties to stuff. He moved on quickly from Le'Veon Bell. A lot of people you know, expected him to be the lead dog last week. He felt good going with Darrell Williams. Darrell looked great. And now CEH, who has underwhelmed all season, coming off an injury, I don't think he'd just be outright benched if he's active, but I could see him being in the lesser side of a committee that's like, you know, 60, 40 could even push 70, 30 in favor of Durrell. So CH seems like an easy fade if he's 50% owned like Osmo hasn't projected for right now. Greg, how are you feeling about CH and also Watkins too, who theoretically could cut into at least the Marcus Robinson routes, maybe a little bit of Nicole Hardman who did look pretty good in his run as well. So just uh, these guys, Greg, quick thoughts. Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to be outright fading CEH. I am going to come in underweight to the field on him. As far as Darrell Williams goes as a pivot, there's somebody I like Ronald Jones as a pivot for this slate. I think that he's the most sensible one because if we look at the Chiefs situation, like Le'Veon Bell could still be involved. I think CEH is going to be involved. The Buccaneers situation with Leonard Fournette being chalk, it's basically the inverse. What we had two weeks ago where Ronald Jones was the chalk running back and everybody was caught off guard when it ended up being Fournette. Obviously, that was it was I was going to say extenuating circumstances, but I wasn't sure if that was the word for a second. But yeah, I'm going to stick with it and say confident that was the, the word that I meant to extenuating, say. Extenuating, I believe. Okay, there we go. <laughs> extenuating circumstance. I understand it was it was a weird situation with with Ronald Jones getting hurt that game, 
But is there anything to think that, like, why are we confident that it's just going to be Leonard Fournette this week and that he's this guy who's going to be one of the highest on running backs on the slate? I mean, he had double. Well, we might have had double the snap count. I don't want to spoil numbers. Don't lie. The one game that I didn't uh, prep Greg for here where I give three stats here and two of them are true. One of them is false. And that we will answer that question with Fournette and uh, and Ronald Jones. But yeah, I think I think you're right. Like, I think it's an interesting question here with Ronald Jones. He supposedly feels better this week. Um, The expectation I put in Fournette expected to start, but actually you haven't seen anything firmly saying that. So uh, something to think about. Another Bucks injury as well uh, with Antonio Brown out theoretically opens up some Scotty Miller, maybe even some uh, Tyler Johnson, I guess, is if you want to go weird. Is it Tyler Johnson? Who, who's the one? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Tyler Johnson uh, was confused if maybe I was getting a little NBA brain there. But yeah, going to be a big opportunity with Brown out. One would think in this spot where uh, I think is a very pass-heavy matchup. So Pete, any thoughts here on Brown not being available? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the um, <clears throat> it's a nice... God, now I'm getting <laughs> choked up. <laughs> um it's, I think it's probably a bigger bump for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans um, seeing a few more extra targets because they had been kind of splitting those three ways uh, with Antonio Brown. And yeah, it's hard to know. I feel like throughout the season, we've seen both Tyler Johnson that one game and Scotty Miller, even when those guys were playing, get loose for deep shots. And uh, that was the role that Antonio Brown was kind of playing, getting used deeper down the field. So I, I kind of have some interest in those guys, especially if the ownership doesn't get out of hand. Um, but yeah, Greg, do you have a feeling on, uh, Tyler Johnson versus Scotty Miller? Not really. It's one of those things I feel like I need to see more beat reporters and information on for somebody to actually speculate who's practicing with the starting unit and who's actually going to start in place of Antonio Brown. So I think there's going to be one guy that I'm going to hitch my wagon to, but I don't just want to throw out a name out there and guess right now. Cause it's going to be somebody and I'm just not exactly sure who it is as of now. It looks like route wise, Tyler ran eight last week. Scotty ran seven. Go sorry. Go ahead, Pete. But yeah. And again, I just, the game that Tyler Johnson had his big game this year, I believe it was when Chris Godwin was out and he kind of stepped in and played that Godwin role. Whereas I think Scotty Miller kind of slides in to play the Antonio Brown role a little bit more. That's just kind of how I'm leaning. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one, too. I think it's more of a an outside routes versus slot routes thing uh, for the most part. I'm just trying to check to see these guys here. Uh, last week, it was Chris Godwin mostly running out of the slot, and then nobody else besides Antonio Brown ran four there. But he's mostly running outside, and I, I think that's Scotty Miller's terrain. But I guess we'll find out here. Projection-wise, on Osmo, at least, it does seem like a, a little bit of a lean towards Scotty Miller, but we can talk about that a little more as we go. And let's do Numbers Don't Lie here, a conference championship edition. But if you guys are watching live, and for some reason you haven't hit the like button yet, please do that right now. We appreciate it a bunch. And if you're watching after the fact, hit the like button and subscribe. We're going to have content going at least once a week moving forward, but probably still two times a week through the Super Bowl. So uh, make sure, just keep your eyes peeled to our, our Twitter handles and all that, because we'll tell you when we have shows. But numbers don't lie, a game where I give these guys three stats. Two of them are true. One of them is false. Uh, Pete, any little worries here or concerns you want to give Greg in advance for some of my my patented trickery we've all come to see on the show? I just want you to know, what, one of the things about doing improv is you remember moments from earlier in the show, so you can do callbacks to them. I believe you said about the halfway point, it is money hat time. <laughs> you know what? Let me. You guys fill the air. I'll go get a money hat because I don't want to let Pete down here. You need a money hat in your life after all this Top Shot collecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wait, wait until you see how, how good this is. This is been... <laughs> Does he do this as the bit where he always leaves? like he doesn't actually just have them near him to just quickly do no no he starts he starts with the hat on backwards and then when it's money time uh, a cash register sound drop plays and then he turns the hat around and in his head the, the crowd goes wild so he's coordinated this with the Osmo producers yeah yeah uh J- jordan klein our wonderful producer we have we have one sound we have one sound drop we use on the show and <laughs> oh, it is and it is the exactly it's the it's the ka-ching ka-ching we we have we have people here who who are watching multiple shows and there we go he, oh triple hat oh, <laughs> oh, wow. oh, oh, oh. we've had a double hat on the stream before never a triple hat does, does that cancel out the hat on a hat is, is, is it like a double negative? <laughs> yeah. I think, well, yeah, because it's it's a triple negative. So I think that technically reaffirms the initial position. <laughs> All yeah, right. that's that's how it works. All right. Now I'm, I'm here to sit back. How does this work, Spags? Uh, it looks good. I don't know. Uh, oh, I thought there was more setup to this bit. You just put on hats. It's just straight up turning a hat so the money signs. I work. thought there was like a pitch. At a certain point, something happens. Nope, it's just like now we're in money time. <laughs> there is there is a pitch. The way the way it works is if if we get a certain number of likes on the video, 
then he has he has a, a giveaway he does. Usually we look at the the top, whoever projected to be the highest owned plays on the slate, he'll he'll read them off and he turns the hat around and the people go crazy. Oh, but we got here. a dislike? Is that because of the money hat? Or is it maybe because I left the screen briefly? They were yeah. like, oh, we're Spags. She's telling yourself that. They were <laughs> they were booing Spags leaving the screen. <laughs> well, they were saying boo words. Boo words. <laughs> Let's do numbers, don't lie. I'll try to keep three hats on as long as humanly possible here. I'm using my model posture to make sure they stay on right. But numbers don't lie. Conference Championship Edition, first one up. Make sure to pay attention to the flowery pros because that's what Pete really likes about this bit more than anything. Even though Leonard Fournette got the playoff Lenny nickname ronald jones had 13 carries for 62 yards one less yard than fournette's 17 carries for 63 yards more impressively and perhaps more important for dfs jones had his performance on just 21 snaps compared to fournette's 48 so pete you're a veteran of this game does that sound true or false to you a lot of flowery pros in there as usual from spags uh i do think that checks out because Fournette was playing a ton when uh, getting used in passing downs. And I think they were easing Rojo back in after the injury. So that checks out for me. Greg, does this sound true or a lie to you? That sounds correct. Cause I think I remember him also having 62 rushing yards. So all, all that, all that seems to line up. All right, the next stat up here, and also shout out Willis, our accountant in the chat, uh, helping us uh, really say the right thing always, and he loves the money hat. So if an accountant loves it, I think I'm doing the right thing. Uh, they, they get certified, and they're public for a reason, Pete. That's the main thing to keep in mind. <laughs> Next stat up, the Bucks have had a poor pass defense all year, but the 39% blitz rate and 27% pressure rate are among the league's highest. That may not matter versus Aaron Rodgers, the man with a 0.7% interception rate under pressure, a number that's somehow lower than his 0.9% interception rate in a clean pocket. Greg, you know the rules now. Does this sound true or does it sound like a lie? That sounded like too much detail to me. I think you really went out of your way to try to weave in extra facts, and there was kind of extra adjectives thrown in there also. Based on what I know of, about Spags, that seemed a little out of character the way he described stuff, so I'm going to say that's false. All right, that, it, it's similar to how when you take the SAT, you don't actually worry about the answer. You're trying to get inside the mind of the test taker and how they worded the options, and I agree with you. Something's, something's fishy over there, and it's not just three hats. <laughs> <laughs> Last stat up here in our final uh, numbers don't lie before we get to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen gets a lot of credit for his big year, but he's, is he in Patrick Mahomes' class? That's the question. Mahomes threw a touchdown on 5.8% of his dropbacks this season, while Josh Allen threw a touchdown half as often with a 2.9% touchdown per dropback rate. So, Pete, you've now heard them all. Which one of these three stats is the lie? I am going to, I'm going to stick with the second one. The Aaron Rodgers one is the lie. I like Greg's instincts on that one. Greg, do you want to stick with the second one too? Yeah, you read the th the first and the third one totally different than you read the second one. The second one, there was like there was a bunch of unnecessary detail added into it. Used a lot of adjectives you didn't use in the other ones. I, I feel like there was something you were really trying to you're trying to dress up the second one. Since we're doing so much comedy today, I'm going to break out my Regis Philbin. Is that your final answer, Greg? <laughs> final answer. Can I can I use a lifeline? <laughs> You, yeah, you could, but what lifeline would possibly even take? Why do all of your different characters have the exact same vaguely racist voice? Is that what Regis Philbin like Irish? I think in Italian. I, well, that was that was also Regis Philbin if he did stand up in Uptown Comedy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you guys know how Regis Philbin be. Huh? <laughs> Uh, the correct answer, or the lie rather, is the Josh Allen one. Josh Allen actually has 5.9% uh, touchdown per dropback rate, so 0.1% higher than Mahomes. So uh, not that that matters that much, but he is right there in the category. And in fact, the second one uh, involving Aaron Rodgers was true. So there you go. Okay. Wow. You got us. You got us. Say, it's honestly kind of warm under three hats. I'm not going to lie to you guys. <laughs> it's a lot it of also insulation. could be that like nice shawl. That's like one of the, it, it looks like a warm yeah, he's he's wearing he's wearing a very thick sweater, but he thinks yeah. that he it's, he thinks that wearing extra hats is what's making his entire <laughs> body warm. <laughs> I've been trying to change my look a little more professionally on certain streams, not every stream, but I just don't want to look like I literally what it normally is, which is that I did the Peloton, showered, and put on whatever shirt was available. Instead, I'm now wearing these these quarter zips. I feel like it's going to be a better shot at uh, getting on TV at some point. <laughs> you guys know that's how it works. Yeah, All it's. Right, <laughs> getting hot in here that's for sure <laughs> let's talk about i guess we did the overview already so let's talk about our troll play of the week and then we can get to the home stretch do our ride or die picks but the troll play the play most likely to screw over a large portion of fantasy players preconceived notions of success pete who would that be for the conference championship knowing what we know of uh you know i think the expectations would be we'll see a lot of passing from green bay we'll see a high scoring game in the afc so what do you think is the troll play 
All right, so my real my real troll play, and I'll stay with Kansas City for both, will be Darrell Williams trolling everyone, chasing CEH coming back. But my galaxy brain troll play is Travis Kelsey is maybe the highest owned guy on the slate. Nick Kaiser steals a touchdown at the goal line and the slappies lose their mind. Ooh, Nick Kaiser digging deep for that one. That's a troll play. Greg, how about you? Who would be the guy you think could troll everybody the most this week? Yeah, I mean, I alluded to it earlier, Ronald Jones. I think that the Leonard Fournette situation, it, just when you consider that two weeks ago, Ronald Jones is the highest owned running back on the slate in the in the in the first playoff round. And then obviously he got he got hurt right before the game, was questionable to return. I don't know why he's questionable to return. He never entered the game, so he can't return from anything. But anyway, he didn't he doesn't end up playing in that game. Leonard Fournette has a big game, and now we've kind of shifted in a situation where everybody just goes, Hey, Fournette is the guy now. Maybe that's the case, but I'm certainly not as confident as the ownership is. So when you could get Ronald Jones at sub 10% ownership and Leonard Fournette is chalk. I think that I think that Ronald Jones is one of the more likely players to to really troll one of the chalky plays on the slate. All right, I've got this is a deep cut troll play, but I'm curious what you guys think. So we know the Tampa Bay run defense is good, but we're also going to have Aaron Jones played a lot. So I don't know if that's trolly enough for half the lineups to be dead, but half the lineup still having him. How about this? AJ Dillon all of a sudden gets all the work, has a hundred yard day as Aaron Jones owners and everybody who played Devonte Adams just steamed silently for an entire weekend. Yeah, the reason I like both the A.J. Dillon and Ronald Jones calls is because I think of all the running backs, they're the most game script dependent, and the consensus is that like another game script is going to happen. So if you project Tampa to get an early lead here on the road, like Ronald Jones is, could get 20 carries in that spot. And on the flip side, if the Packers get way up, we've already seen a willingness to just go away from Aaron Jones. Like they will happily give A.J. Dillon 15 second half carries to salt away a game. So I like both of those calls. He runs tough. I'm, I'm intrigued to see if we get any A.J. Dillon this weekend in a in adverse condition, but that's sort of what A.J. Dillon's shown he can do. But now is the time for the ride or die pick. So again, if you guys haven't hit that like button yet, please do that, whether you're watching it live or after the fact. And make sure you're also giving us five stars and a review on Apple Podcasts. We're on there. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere you need us to be. So make sure you're giving us a, some love on all that stuff because we, we appreciate it a bunch. But Pete, set the table on the ride or die plays. And, and last week, Greg, it's worth noting, uh, we had Justin Freeman on, a man who finished second to Millionaire Maker win, I think, a hundred grand in that spot, and uh, we all went over <laughs> on our ride or die picks. So, uh, heroism, I guess, that goes with the picks, not often the best. So, if you're trying to tail that, Greg, it's give out just really off the wall picks here that flop, but then tighten up your game on Sunday and, and win a hundred thousand dollars. It sounds like you might want to do that. Yeah, I mean, that, that doesn't seem like the worst idea, or I could just be like Spag and just go Marvin Hall or some other <laughs> dumb player like that. But no. yeah, this. <laughs> Here's what Spags does in these. I'm the one doing the dumb Marvin Hall. Spags will be like, oh, who's my crazy pick of the week? Devontae Adams over 20 <laughs> points. I mean, this guy's the biggest nit in ride or die, which is why I established a scoring system where you're rewarded based on how aggressive you are. We've started to pull Spags out of his nit shell a little bit. But who won the ride or die picks? <laughs> Who? None of us? <laughs> no, I mean, overall, I, I had a great showing relative. I mean, not not in terms of hit rate, but in terms of the point scale. The point scale is really what the game changer for us. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess I could just tout Travis Kelsey on this show, too, and uh, and win. Sounds <laughs> you, fun. You know, you know what I like about this? You have all the same issues with Spags that I have when we do the 100 yards and a touchdown pick with him. Where I have to Because we, we do also on Sundays when we're doing live before lock, we, we have to pick players who are going to go for 100 yards and a touchdown. And because his inclination is just he picks the chalkiest player on the slate i had to start coming up with all these rules so he wouldn't just be like well, i guess dalvin cook so then i started to come up with all these sort of restrictions and we made it a little confusing too because i just kind of changed the rules as we went as we went along but 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 still but then he started to tear into he's like well i guess if you're gonna make it hard for me i'm not gonna try it i'm just gonna say marvin hall every week so that so that there's no chance i could win and nobody it it this is fake news it, it, Greg, what you just described is literally the exact same progression of how the ride or die came where he was like, I don't think it's going to work, but we can try it. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did push back with Pete initially, but I felt it was complicated. I stand by it other than the fact that I feel great that I won it. I think that's <laughs> Sham so, scoring system. It doesn't hold up. <laughs> Ride or die picks. It's the time now where we can hopefully redeem ourselves after that over last week. And let's start with the NFC game. The first one on the weekend slate or on the Sunday slate. Tampa Bay getting 24.5 implied points at Green Bay. 27.5 for them. Over under a 52 has come up a point throughout the week. And uh, Pete, I'll let you go first since you're the king of this game, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. I no, I want to give I don't want to steal 
I don't want to steal Greg's. We are limited feel, in options. So I feel yeah. like, Greg, are you going to go Rojo here? I was considering it, but explain to me how the point system works. Yeah, there... all right. So basically, if you pick something that has like a 50-50 proposition, you bet one of the, you know, the line or the over-under or something, that's worth one point. If you do something more ambitious, like a guy over 20 DraftKings points that isn't Devontae Adams or whatever, that would be like a three-pointer. And then if you really shoot for the moon, like we were doing Lamar Jackson over 133 rushing yards, really outlier performances, those are worth 10 points. All right, so give give me, in that case, I'm going to stick with Ronald Jones because I actually stand by him as being a really good game theory play for this week, especially, again, what the ownership is here. I think that he's the strongest leverage play on the slate. And if he is going to take back the starting running back role, which I don't think is all that unlikely, it's definitely more likely than what the ownership suggests. I think that he's a really strong play this week, and I think he could get to over 20 DK fantasy points against a pretty porous Packers run defense. All right. Yeah, I would say that. I mean, I would say this is the problem we have with our scoring system is technically I'd say that's like a five pointer, but we don't do those. It's three or 10. So it is a three pointer, but that is a good one. Okay. All right, Pete, you can take the second one then since you, I appreciate you holding Greg to the fire here. We're not, no, no, let him get away with any cute shit. Like we have our other guests. I see Greg enough where we could be mean to him. (laughs) I'm going to go for a 10 pointer and I'm going to say Scotty Miller outscores both Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Ooh. Okay. That's intriguing. Um, Hmm. Now I want to run against you. What? All right. What's the prop here for Devonte Adams? Like, what do we get for a team? <laughs> I want because I think Devonte Adams goes. Uh, what if Devonte Adams gets two hundred yards and three touchdowns? That's a ten pointer. All right, a ten pointer for Devonte Adams here. Two hundred. You heard it here for, first, folks. Two hundred yards and three touchdowns against Tampa Bay. And, <sighs> Uh, I, this is past defense Tampa Bay sucks so bad. I wanted to put that claim out there. That's my, my picks are really more presenting an argument, presenting a case like a lawyer more than anything. Yeah. But here's what you're going to do now. I know you. Cause now he's going to go for 150 yards and two touchdowns. And you're like, Oh, that's a win anyway. Cause look, no, how good no, 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 they don't count. No, I know. And you know how I know you're going to do it. Cause that's the exact same thing I do with my hundred <laughs> yards and a touchdown pick, where I say that, where I say that I can degrade anything as a win that I feel that I see fit at any point in time. So you're going to do the same thing I do because it's the same tricks I pull. So I know I know what you're working on. We've, oh, taken no. our, we've taken our losses this year because we have an accountant here. Like if we had one for the 100-yard and a TD, then it would be different. But Willis Holt keeps us honest for the most part. I think he's ruled in favor of, of, of Pete before, ruled in favor of me before. So... That's yeah, no, but no, Greg is entirely right. You do. You're like, you know, we, we were, re- I was actually really right. Like with the call, like technically it didn't meet the threshold, but if you tailed me, you did win money. So like that, that helps. Which is what we talked about. That was one of our initial segments that we didn't do to take the L one. Like, is it actually an L? And I think for me, many times I don't want to take that L. I want to just would take like the, the most, but he's like, you know, when they ask you in a job interview, what's your biggest weakness? And he'd be like, I'm just too nice to everyone to be like, take the L. And he's like, I think I got too many of these, right? It wasn't actually that entertaining. Yeah, I, I actually I actually work too hard and sometimes it takes away from my personal life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you're right, you're right. Next game, last game here before we go to the Super Bowl. Buffalo 25.5 implied points, Kansas City 28.5 implied points. Over under a 54 in this one. And uh, Greg, we'll let you go first again here so you can pick you have your pick of the litter so there's no excuses if you're wrong. All right, so I'm going to go with a parlay here. We're going to parlay the Chiefs minus 3. I don't think it's an accurate line. With the over 54 points, it's already been steamed up a little bit. It opened at like 51 when Patrick Mahomes was uh, still considered somewhat questionable to play. So I'm going to go with a parlay here. I think this is a shootout, and I think the Chiefs win. I think this is a game that should be favored by closer to a touchdown than three points. There was an early line last week uh, that actually had them as three-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bills. And then for some reason, it just isn't what the line is, even though we know that Patrick Mahomes is going to play. So I don't think the line's really indicative of how good these teams are because the way it's lined now, it's as if these are, you know, pretty close teams in terms of true true talent level. And then the only difference is really is really being set by home field advantage. I, I don't agree with that. I think the I think Kansas City should be favored more significantly. All right, Pete, what do you want? All right. I got something I'm cooking up here. How many points for Chad Henney playing at least one snap in this game? Ooh, I think it's three. I think it's three. Okay. Just because the, points- the toe didn't look great last week from Holmes. Okay, I was going to up it. How many points for Chad Henney throwing a pass in this game? Still three. Yeah, I think if we get to a touchdown, I think we're at 10. <laughs> he gets the really? Jameis Winston play. <laughs> All right, I was going to try to milk a 10-pointer out of that, but I guess I can't. Um, I will say, I will say, I'll do similar. I'll do, can I get 10 for Michael Hardman outscores Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I would give that. 
No, no. Here, no, because Miko Harbin. Here, here's why. That's why that's a Greg on this that's show a, right that's now. A, that's a stretch. Because I'm here. I'm here to lay the law down, Pete. I've known you for 49 minutes now, and now I feel, and now, I, and now I feel close enough that I could take over your podcast. So Miko Hardman is too. He's a big play receiver, right? So Miko Hardman, we've seen him even in games where they've had healthy a healthy roster. He's gone for like two catches for 80 yards and two touchdowns. He's he's a big play guy. It's it's a it's a definitely an aggressive pick, but it's not a, it's not a 10 pointer from from the the four minutes that I've played this game, what I've seen. <laughs> I think it is because it's 3x the projection that Tyreek has for Hardman according to Osmo right now. And then I think too, you know, I think Tyreek's in a good spot. Like the slot has been really Buffalo's weakness all year. They might move Tredavious White in there a little bit more, but still not likely to shadow. Uh, so to me, I think it's a 10 pointer. So I'll give it to you, Pete. I'll I'm gonna meet you guys in the middle. I'm going to meet you in the middle. I'm going to parlay Chad Henney plays one snap with Miko Hartman outscores Tyree kill for 10 points. All right. I'll, I give, accept you, that. I'll give you 12 points for that. <laughs> <laughs> Just breaking the scale, Greg, Greg, you're such an innovator here. <laughs> Everything you do for me in this game, um, I will take, Oh, all right. So let's get weird to that. I don't know if I really believe this strongly, but I feel like it's a take that will get me 10 points. Devin Singletary, a hundred yards and a touchdown. Does that feel like 10 points to you, Pete? It's it's like snags, spags, sneaky bullshit level, but a hundred and a touchdown. He didn't have a carry in the first I half. Know, they ran the ball six times. Hang on. Are you saying a hundred rushing yards or a hundred total yards? I'll say a hundred rushing yards just to make okay, it. Like yeah, that, that's, make that's cold. That's cold. That's cold. All right. So that's that's the pick here. I don't know that I have any confidence in it, but I'll be playing some Devin Singletary this week. Uh, and that pretty much covers everything we wanted to. So make sure you follow at G Ehrenberg DFS and also check out the shows we do together. Greg also does a lot for the Osmo YouTube channel. Uh, but Greg, what, any other plugs you want to hit on here before we wrap it up? Uh, no, I mean, just definitely subscribe to the splash, uh, to the splash, uh, splash play channel. Also, but I didn't realize how hard that was to say until now. I have a newfound respect for Spags. <laughs> like, that's Caleb. probably what's yeah. been holding us back. <laughs> <the entire> <laughs> uh, also, uh, everybody should, should subscribe to Pete's YouTube channel also, because Pete really does put out a lot of great content. I originally found out about him through the mans. And then I didn't realize until way afterwards that they were the same person. That's a uh, very embarrassing, <laughs> very embarrassing lead in that. I didn't tell Pete about that uh, ahead of time. Uh, but yeah, I think that Pete does some of the best and funniest and most creative content that we have in the DFS space. So I'm going to plug him. Wow. Now I will say this is a funny tie in. So I did the show with Osimo earlier on my channel and he was trying to get me to bring back mans. And I said, I was like, I will do a little bit of mans right now. If I get a $69 super chat didn't come in. So the market <laughs> man for mans has not reached a $69 level yet. The man's top shot, not popping off. No. <laughs> uh, Pete, what are the plugs for you? You still got some shows going on? Yeah, I'm ripping open a pack of top shots tonight. <laughs> but the people love it. Give it. You're leaning in. You're a man of the moment. And this is what the people want to see right now. This is like one of those things where you, you know, you're like, you talk about it with your friends who are into it. And then you go and describe it to someone else who's not. And you feel just so dumb saying it. That's how I feel here. Where I'm like, I'm doing the stream. And then I talk to you guys. And then I'm like, get really embarrassed about it. You would have had so many Tamagotchis back in the day. Or what was the, what was the collectible stuff thing that I'm now forgetting? Like Beanie the little babies. Beanie Babies, yes. Oh, yeah, no. You would have been crushed with Beanie Baby. It's not even a joke. We collected Beanie Babies as a child. (laughs) Yeah, I I still have them. So follow follow Pete on uh, on Top Shot at Revertsy Top and buy some of his shitty moments. I guess it'd be a plug for Pete. Hey, it's it's my last name, Overzet. There you go. So follow Overzet on Top Shot if you want to buy some of Pete's cards. We could pump and dump some some Top Shot stock. Uh, Follow at Chris Baggs. Me and Greg are doing a show tomorrow for Awesome. We're doing an NBA DFS show, so watch that too. And uh, we'll be back with you guys again, I think, on Monday. So we'll do our, our recap show as usual, and then we'll figure out the Super Bowl schedule probably on the show. So we'll see you guys then. Thanks for watching. Hit the like button before you go, and enjoy your weekends. Good luck. And scene.